Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Woman Up Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Goodhart, registered nurse and aspiring Miss America. I have dedicated my life, both personally and professionally, to improving the health of every woman I encounter. I am so excited you are here to be a part of this amazing journey, and I can't wait to help you woman up, take charge of your health, and become your best you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Woman Up Podcast. Today's episode is inspired by all of you listeners who requested to learn more about the menstrual cycle. I absolutely love this topic and I definitely think there is so much information that majority of my best friends don't even know when it comes to their cycle. And, you know, when I think back to the puberty class that we had in school, um, it was awkward. And not necessarily because the content was awkward, but because it was taught by a man who clearly wasn't fond of the topic. And I feel like most of you can relate to that, right? It was probably your gym teacher or health teacher, if you had one, that taught that class. And I just remember coming out of that class and feeling like periods weren't something that I could ever talk about and kind of like I should be ashamed of it. Thankfully, I have a wonderful mother and numerous other amazing women in my life who I knew I could turn to. And they made me feel comfortable, like I could ask the questions that I needed to ask. But a lot of my friends and classmates didn't have that. They didn't have access to a female figure who they could turn to. But, you know, even now, looking back on it from a nurse's perspective, no one that ever taught me about the menstrual cycle had a clue what was really going on. We don't ever really get taught the nitty-gritty find details about the menstrual cycle and so as women we're just so in the dark on this very important part of our life part of our body and our journey as a woman and there is so much power and control that comes with a better understanding of your body of your health of your cycle so i am honored to be able to be the one to share those nitty-gritty details with you so you can have a better understanding of your cycle and how to best treat your body throughout the phases so let's dive into it so the menstrual cycle is so much more than just a period it's called a cycle for a reason So there's actually four different phases that occur during the menstrual cycle. So those phases are menstruation, the follicular phase, ovulation, and the luteal phase. So I'm going to break these different phases down for you, tell you a little bit more about what's going on in your body during these phases, and how to best treat your body during each phase. A lot of women don't realize that you should be fueling your body and exercising differently for each phase. So I'm going to give you guys some tips on that as well. So starting with the first phase that everyone is most familiar with, menstruation. So this is commonly known as your period. So it's from the time 
the bleeding starts to when it ends. When you menstruate, the uterus lining sheds and, you know, that contains not just blood, but mucus, some cells that line your uterus. And the average length of a period is three to seven days. Now, this varies from woman to woman and even from cycle to cycle. Um, But the average is that three to seven days. So during this phase, your estrogen and progesterone hormones are typically at their lowest. The next phase is the follicular phase. So this starts on the first day of your period, actually, and it lasts for 13 to 14 days, um, about two weeks, and it ends in ovulation. So this actually occurs at the same time as the menstrual phase, um, but lasts longer than when your period ends. So during this phase, the pituitary gland releases a hormone that stimulates the production of follicles on the surface of your ovaries. So these follicles eventually mature into eggs. So usually only one follicle will mature into the egg. And this usually happens on day 10-ish of your cycle. So during this phase, your, your uterus lining also thickens to prepare the body for pregnancy. So your hormones during this time, that pituitary gland, like I mentioned, is an area in your brain that makes your hormones. Um, And it produces a hormone called follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH, that tells the ovaries to prepare an egg for ovulation. So that is when the ovary releases that egg. And the egg produces progesterone as it grows, which peaks it gets to its highest point just before ovulation. So the next phase, ovulation, that is when a mature egg is released from an ovary and moves along the fallopian tube towards your uterus. Usually happens about two weeks before your period. So the actual ovulation um, process can last from 16 to 32 hours. And it is possible to get pregnant in the five days before ovulation and on the day of ovulation. So once that egg is released, it can survive for one day up to 24 hours. And if sperm reaches the egg during this time, that is when you may get pregnant. So hormones during this time, like I mentioned, the egg produces more and more estrogen as it grows larger. And when the estrogen levels are high enough, they send a signal to the brain that causes luteinizing hormone, or LH, to dramatically increase. And this rise in the LH causes that egg to be released. From that point, your estrogen levels begin to drop right after ovulation. And the last phase is the luteal phase. So this lasts about two weeks. So after ovulation, the follicle in the ovary that held that egg turns into something called a corpus luteum. And it releases progesterone and a small amount of estrogen. So these hormones cause the lining of the uterus to thicken to prepare the body for pregnancy. So 
if a fertilized egg implants in the uterine lining, the corpus luteum continues to produce progesterone, which maintains that thickened lining of the uterus to prepare for a baby. If pregnancy does not occur, that corpus luteum breaks down and your progesterone levels will decrease and the uterine lining, since it's not ready for a baby, will shed and the period will begin again, back to the menstruation phase. So these rapid changes in the hormones during the luteal phase are what can contribute to common premenstrual syndrome or PMS symptoms. So that drop in the progesterone and estrogen is ultimately what causes menstruation. So like you heard me mention, the whole point of the menstrual cycle is to prepare your body for pregnancy. And if you're not pregnant, your hormones send a signal to your uterus to shed its lining, which becomes your period. Tracking your cycle can be super helpful in gaining a better understanding of your body. Like I mentioned, not everyone's periods, not everyone's cycles are the same. And so it's important to know what's going on in your body and what your cycle is like. So tracking your cycle can be done simply by marking the first day of your period on a calendar or using a variety of different apps that are out there. Um, I actually have this incredible piece of technology called an Aura Ring that monitors, well, really a variety of different measures. Actually, it, it kind of acts as an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, but it measures my temperature each morning. And based off of that, it's connected to the app Natural Cycles, and it will let me know where I'm at in my cycle. So this has been super helpful for me because I am someone who struggles with several autoimmune conditions, so my cycle and hormone levels are very irregular. So this is a great way for me to kind of pay attention to what's going on in my body so I know how to best treat my body during the different phases, which is super important because once you understand your cycle and the hormonal shifts that are taking place, you can adjust how you treat your body throughout those different phases. So sometimes people call this cycle syncing, and it really is just matching up your daily habits with your cycle so you are giving your body exactly what it needs, especially when it comes to your workouts and nutrition. So I am going to give you guys some tips and tricks through each of your different phases um, and tell you how to best serve your body during those different phases when it comes to exercise and nutrition. So starting with the menstrual phase. So exercise during this time, you might not feel like exercising at all, um, but exercises to include during this time are just light movements. So going for long walks, doing stretching or yoga, those are all great ways to still get that exercise, get that movement in during the menstrual phase of your cycle. And you really want to avoid any high impact workouts during this time because your body just isn't prepared for that during this phase. As far as nutrition, you really want to increase foods that are rich in minerals and iron and vitamin C. So foods include bone herb, vegetable, or miso broth, some dark leafy greens like spinach or kale, broccoli, beets, bananas, 
dark chocolate. Yes, dark chocolate is great during this time. Sweet potatoes, berries, avocados, black beans, kidney beans, any sort of nut butter, and Himalayan sea salt. Walnuts, wild-caught fish, chia seeds, and any sort of soothing tea. During this time, you also want to avoid or limit fatty foods, alcohol, excess caffeine, especially coffee, red meat, and highly processed or salty foods. During the follicular phase, um, exercise should include light cardio. Uh, you might have some low stamina because your hormones are still low and working their way back up. So uh, hiking, light runs, any sort of flow-based yoga, dancing, those are all great options as far as exercise during this phase. When it comes to nutrition, you want to make sure that you're getting plenty of probiotic-rich foods and foods that are high in fiber, zinc, and vitamins B and vitamin E. So that includes sprouted or fermented foods such as broccoli, kimchi, sauerkraut that helps to metabolize estrogen. Also includes lemons, limes, avocados, grapefruit, cherries, pomegranates, carrots, zucchini, quinoa, chicken, eggs, white fish, olives, and nut butter. During ovulation, exercise uh, can include any sort of circuit or high intensity exercises because you might have higher energy levels during this time. So spin, cycling, running, and any sort of HIIT workouts. As far as nutrition, it's good to include foods that support your liver since your estrogen is high during this time. So anti-inflammatory foods like fruits, veggies, almonds, and salmon as well. When it comes to the luteal phase, your energy levels might be low again. So as far as exercise, you want to incorporate light to moderate exercise, um, such as strength training, Pilates, or more of an intense yoga if you desire. Nutrition should include leafy greens, quinoa, salmon, eggs, avocado. These all produce serotonin and magnesium-rich foods like dark chocolate again, spinach, and pumpkin seeds that help to fight fatigue. You should also avoid alcohol, carbonated drinks or artificial sweeteners, red meat, dairy, added salt, and excess caffeine. These aren't by any means hard set rules that you must follow, but rather just some guidelines for you to refer back to so that you can listen to your body and better serve your body through each phase of your menstrual cycle. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Woman Up podcast. I hope this episode has empowered you to woman up and take charge of your health today. If you have any questions, comments, topics that you want to learn more about, or if you want to share your story, please reach out to me at carly.goodhart at womanupsd.org. Or you can find me on social media at carlygoodhart or at Miss Dakota Prairie SD.